If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. It's a fantastic December, kids. I always get a cold in the winter, and then I sound like I have a cold the entire month of December. So bear with me. It is a world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast today from the KJAG Radio Studios in Hutchinson, Kansas. We're live Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard. And of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and Radio Loyalty. Our premium podcast is available $5 a month at JiggyJaguar.info. Selected editions will be available on the iHeartRadio app and... 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network. Our telephone number, 267-22-JIGGY. We'll get to our guest, who just called in there a few moments ago. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners of Transmedia Worldwide. This is an amazing, brand-new GoFundMe campaign. These folks are doing some amazing things. We need you to go help them out. It's called GoFundMe.com slash VetScienceRules. That's right, it's a new start for a bright future. Kim is raising money in a nutshell so she can start afresh in new life. That's right, pursue her dream of studying to become an avian vet. Her life up until now consisted of pretty much worse off family. Her mom raised her and her brother's okay but refused to help when he entered the real world. So she is trying to get it together. Let's help her out today at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Slash Vet Science Rules. It's a brand new start for a bright future. Check it out today on GoFundMe.com. We've got Bill Friedman with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. Bill is the best-selling author of two books about Vegas. The first was All Against the Law, the latest being 30 Illegal Years to the Strip. We also uh, encourage you guys to check him out on Google. Uh, there is a lot going on with him, and uh, we've got Bill with us today from Las Vegas. Now, Bill, first of all, let, let, let's talk about this uh, this book, 30 Illegal Years to the Strip. Break it down for me. Why did you decide to write this book? Well, my interest is in the history of the Nevada gaming industry, but after spending almost a half century at it, I realized that you can't talk about the key players who built the Las Vegas Strip uh, individually because they partnered throughout Prohibition. Uh, Then they had illegal wide-open casinos like today across the country Uh, that were extremely elegant, finer than anything on the Strip today. And then they came and built 80% of the hotels on the Strip during its boom period from the Flamingo in 1946 until Caesars Palace in 66. And this was built, uh, all of these were built by the leaders of the three largest prohibition gangs. So this book takes the 30 years that they built their empires so that they could finance the Strip 
from the beginning of Prohibition, uh, these were the three gangs that were the biggest operators, and there's seven leaders who they or their associates ended up on the strip. The biggest group was um, Charlie Luciano, uh, Meyer Lansky, Ben Siegel, Joe Adonis, and a man that uh, stayed out of the limelight and isn't well known, Vincent Allo. The second biggest group was Frank Costello, and uh, he built the Tropicana, which is still on the Strip. He also had the Copacabana, which was the most famous and glamorous nightclub of that era in Manhattan. And uh, the third largest group was headed by uh, Mo Dalitz. And until these guys talked to me, no one understood the enormity of their operations. Unlike most of the people you hear about uh, in histories of um, prohibition, they were making moonshine. These three gangs imported the finest liquors from around the world, and the federal government found out from the suppliers that the second biggest gang under Frank Costello was importing at a minimum 40 million bottles a year. And they were just gigantic operations. Their freighters would pull up to the international water line of the border. Then they had big fleets of um, uh, uh, high-speed boats. And they uh, uh, toured ashore through the pirates and the Coast Guard. And once they got to shore, they had convoys to truck convoys to take it across to their uh, big warehouses. And this is the story of how these guys got to the top, how they operated during Prohibition, and then their incredible illegal casinos afterwards. We've got a great guest with us today joining us on telephone, talking a little bit about this, Bill Friedman. He's got a great book, 30 Illegal Years to the Strip. Now, this book is taking off. There's a lot of people picking the book up for the holidays. Why are people so into this book? Well, this, for the first time, tells the true story of how organized crime worked, how these gangs developed, who the leaders actually were, uh, how they came to power. What's an amazing part of this story is these seven men were very different than what you think of as normal organized crime leaders. Organized crime uh, uh, always wants to separate you from your money, but these guys were all basically gamblers gambling operators and they're a very different breed in organized crime because they want your money too but they don't want to hurt you physically so these guys never were involved in any crimes that exploited or victimized people they were supplying the two services of booze and gambling uh, which is what casinos across the country do today and I was deeply influenced I was a young man when I started the research I was a dealer in Nevada and I got to know these people, and uh, they were, uh, these guys were uh, very, very fine men, very high integrity. Uh, in Vegas till 1980, nobody had a contract. Everything was on your word, a handshake. And uh, so this is the story of these men, and they shouldn't have succeeded in the underworld, um, but they were loved by the worst. Um, I've studied it for 50 years. I still shake my head at the fact that Al Capone, who was the most murderous of all the gangs of that era, 
He absolutely loved all seven of these guys, partnered with them in a number of different legitimate and illegal businesses. And the most psychopathic was Albert Anastasia in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And he, again, absolutely loved these guys. He lived a few doors from Joe Adonis, who was his best friend. Um, they, they just, their values, they attracted everybody. And of course, uh, several of these seven men became very powerful political kingmakers in the overworld uh, because they were so highly respected. Uh, Joe Adonis in Brooklyn had two very fine restaurants. Uh, one of them, uh, the artsy kind of people went to, and the other one, all the politicians in the New York area went to. Um, although he was a powerhouse in the Democratic Party, everybody felt comfortable there, so when not only did all the Democrats show up, but all the Republicans did too. And this is that story of how politics worked back then and the impact these men had. We've got a great guest with us today. Uh, Mr. Friedman joins us on the telephone 22 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on iHeartRadio and the world-famous Chicky Shake Choir radio program. Now, um, what was the writing process like to put this book together, to put your thoughts down on paper? Um, it, it's extremely difficult for me because having spent 50 years reading 157,000 old newspapers, uh, every relevant article, uh, over 200,000 pages of FBI reports, my problem is always organizing it into a coherent story because when I start each section of the book, I've got this mass of data and I sit with it. I have to be fresh and I just sit with it and work with it until I finally see how it all fits together. And at the end, of course, it becomes relatively easy because it's driving itself to the very end. But uh, it, it, it's a very, very, uh, uh, I, I get as exhausted in my head as a person who works out heavily does with their muscles. We've got Bill Friedman joining us today. He's got a great, great book, 30 Illegal Years to the Strip. Now, what are some of the other stories in this book that people need to know about? Well, uh, the underworld operated so differently than anything Hollywood's produced. Uh, uh, The big uh, Hollywood uh, newspaper, Variety, did a review of my book because these guys behaved very different. Uh, Hollywood always shows them as big, tough bullies. And the fact was people, and this includes Capone, he uh, headed the Republican Party in Chicago, uh, had complete control over it. None of these politicians, police, prosecutors, judges would have gone to these guys if they were the tough bullies that you see on TV. On the contrary, they were generally very quiet, very pleasant. Um, I and a few of my friends who were in various businesses Uh, between us knew every one of the major gang leaders in the country and not one of them uh, looked or talked tough unless someone threatened them or they were taking a mugshot to create their image. Um, It was like you and me talking. I had uh, uh, one man I interviewed and he had the biggest um, supplier of restaurant and bar equipment in the country and he did uh, tremendous business with the mob leaders, with bars and restaurants and uh, nightclubs. And he did it all for free. He uh, put in all the public areas. 
and then he put in the kitchen equipment, bar equipment, and charged them a huge interest rate out of profits. The other two are still dear friends of mine today. One was called the architect of the mob uh, in the newspapers, and he did all the in, uh, designed all the buildings and interiors. And the third one was a great marketer. So between them, they they basically let any gang leader get into their uh, operation with no more than first and last month's rent and their opening food and beverage inventory. So they got in real cheap with a first-class place, and I asked each one of them why they worked for the mobsters because all of them had very big legitimate businesses, and all three of them told me the same thing. They said, the gangsters always paid, they were less demanding, they were more appreciative. They were the best clients I ever had. We've got a great guest with us today. 26 minutes after the hour, we're going to take a brief time out with Bill Friedman. When we come back, we'll keep chatting with Bill Friedman. We've got more coming up. 24-7-365, the number two internet radio program according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Welcome back to the big broadcast, coast to coast, border to border. We'll get back to our guest here in a few moments. Thanks for tuning in to the Jiggy Jaguar radio program from the KJAG Radio Studios in Edison, Kansas. We are live Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, 1 to 4 Mountain Standard, and of course 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and radio loyalty. Our brand new free app is going to be available very soon. We'll give you information on that as we get it. Selected editions will be available on the iHeartRadio app. 50 plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar our radio network our telephone number is 267-22-JI-GGY on-demand commercial-free podcasts available for five dollars a month at our website it's red linked on the homepage at JiggyJaguar.com. The Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous, fabulous friends at Kickstarter.com. The indestructible bag. It's built for the modern traveler. This comes from Bedford Dry Goods. That's right. It's on Kickstarter.com. Waterproof, electric safe, durable craftsmanship. The world's only backpack crafted to last over 10 years, period. That's right. Sea, air, world most durable bag and it's made for a decade it's made from premium components it's backed for a decade pure functionality and offered directly to you by offering our backpacks directly to you we're able to remove the distributor and retailer and offer you an s and a backpack that would normally retail for 300 dollars at only 95 dollars check out their story check out their rewards everything is available over there at the fantastic kickstarter.com the indestructible bag built for the modern traveler check it out today on kickstarter.com that's k-i-z-k-s-t-a-r-t-e-r.com and tell them you heard about it here on transmedia worldwide let's get back into it bill friedman's with us today he's got two great books now bill um with with this 30 illegal years to the strip what were some of the what were some of the things that you were shocked by when you uh, were writing this book and some of the research and different things that you were shocked by? Well, there was a lot of amazing things that happened like I've never seen in any drama. Um, 
One of them was uh, John Torrio. He headed the Chicago gang and brought uh, Capone in as lieutenant. And uh, he, he was actually the more murderous, the more uh, aggressive and always wanting to expand. And uh, uh, in Chicago, after Prohibition got going, uh, and they were so powerful, uh, the town elected an honest mayor who appointed an honest police chief. And even though the gang had completely corrupted the police in certain areas of the city, the new police chief said, either you close everything down that's illegal or you're gone. And they had no choice. So uh, Torrio had to figure out what to do, and he was primarily a brothel operator and in beer. So he decided to go to a nearby suburb called Cicero and uh, wanted to move in there. Well, even though you see it in the movies occasionally, in the history of this country, no gang has ever taken over a city through the use of force or violence. It's always through bribery. Uh, our laws are strong enough that the police can stop anyone who comes in using violence. So his behavior to me was totally inexplicable, couldn't figure out what he was doing. He arrives in Cicero with a few carloads of his uh, prostitutes. He goes and stands uh, a half a block away to watch, and the girls and the guys with them bring up their furnishings to the second floor to set up a brothel. Well, within an hour, the police arrive, they arrest everybody, they throw all the furniture out the second floor window to break it, and the next day, he goes a few blocks away and he goes through the same thing, and it's like, you know, he has to know that if he hasn't paid someone off, this is going to happen, and it happened again. Well, the next day, the sheriff arrives, and there was a man who was the head of crime in uh, the town of Cicero, and he had a slot arcade with 400 machines in it, and the sheriff arrived, and he closed it down, and he confiscated the 400 machines, and as he has his... Uh, deputies taking the machines out to trucks. Torio walks in, looks around, sees what's going on, walks up to the owner, introduces himself, and he says, I've got the sheriff, you've got the police chief. If I don't get brothels, nobody gets slots. And they cut a deal. <laughs> uh, no violence. Um, he just uh, showed the power that he had, and he went through the arrests of his gang uh, to make the point, the police can stop me, but the sheriff can stop you. And uh, the town uh, council, even though they were under this gang leader, would not allow brothels, so they gave him three casinos and a uh, uh, liquor route in town, all illegal, of course. We've got the fabulous Bill Friedman with us today, 36 minutes after the hour. Frank Fernuccio coming up here in a few moments. We'll talk to him. Now, is there any truth? Did, did, did you find through this whole process that there's any truth to some of the different things that some of the movies and TV shows talk about, how these gangsters would take people out in the middle of the desert and bury them, or, or is that just a movie, movie lore? Um. There was unquestionably a lot of violence. The seven guys I write about only use violence in self-defense. Um, and what's amazing, during the 25 years they were the most powerful hoods in America, they really clamped down on violence and convinced the other gangs to try to cooperate. But, yeah, the violence is there. I've got the uh, 
uh, major events that occurred during this 30-year period, uh, as uh, most of the killings, of course, were to either take over leadership of the gang or fight another gang. Uh, it goes into detail in the um, uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, uh, actually, uh, it was one of Capone's men, a guy by the name of Machine Gun uh, uh, McGurn. Uh, there'd been three attempts on his life by the uh, Tufts and another gang, and he, it was his goal to get rid of these people that were trying to get him. And so those stories are completely detailed. Um, Fortunately, during that era, the newspapers had great investigative reporters, so they got, and, and they were very close to the gangs. Uh, they knew, the reporters knew far more what was going on than the police did, uh, because the gang leaders would talk to them, tell them what the other gangs were doing in return for hoping for better press when they got in it. We've got Bill Friedman with us today, 38 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on the world-famous Chiggy Chaguar radio program. Now, Bill, uh, is there a follow-up or anything that you're planning on doing with these great books? Oh, yeah. From here on out, I will be writing a history of the Nevada gaming industry, starting with legalization. And now that I've got the basic uh, key characters for the strip, exactly how the industry came to be, how it developed, uh, how the laws developed to control it. Uh, you know, it was the only place that had gaming control, so it's a very unique uh, legal setup and, and, and uh, very colorful, and, and each era has uh, different economic markets. And so it's how these places promoted and developed themselves because it was the gambling and entertainment center of the world for 50 years. We've got Bill Friedman with us today. Bill, before we let you go, how do we find you online? Online, I'm at Bill Friedman, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, author.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.